watched a little film of, of some certain plays and games, too, to have a feel that way. So I'm excited. Football, baby. Better than a diamond ring. <laughs> Depends on who you are. Played by a king. Football. <laughs> Oh, yeah, just what you wanted to hear on a What the Fuck Happened Wednesday. Chris Sims singing to bring in the show. (laughs) Not exactly. Man, that's when I go, why did I do that? Because I sound like such an idiot. But either way, we're having fun. Pauly Burmeister, what's up, man? How you doing? This is Chris Sims, presented by Under Armour. The only Only way way is through. through. That's what we do. And the only way for you to understand what the hell happened on Sunday... We're going to show you what the hell happened on film today. We're excited. I mean, we got a look at this. This is new. This is exciting. We're going to show some plays. So anybody listening on the podcast, certainly we're going to do our best job to describe it and and really, you know, paint the picture for you. But I do encourage you for these little film segments. I think you'd be better off watching it. You know, it's it's, we're not going to be able to explain it perfectly. So if you can YouTube it, I think everybody's got YouTube on their phone now. It shouldn't be that hard. And we're going to go in depth on some of the bigger plays that happened throughout the NFL this year or this uh, this past week this past weekend and we yeah. won and it's really kind of twofold as i'm looking at the plan here number one try to hit some big plays that made you stay at home we all said what how did, how did that, that happen, happen? Right. how did he get that wide right. open why did they do that right so it's some individual plays like that and then also some schemes about some teams that that got it done like pittsburgh's defense sure what were they doing yes against josh allen where it wasn't like one play but we, we tried to pick a, yeah, one pick or two a play that, are the theme that of gave the day. an example exactly. of how they stymied Exactly him. right. So hopefully we can answer some questions there. I think we got some cool stuff picked out. And, uh, you know, hopefully the viewer, everybody listening, you'll we'll learn a few things today. Maybe I'll even learn something, too, as I talk. <laughs> are you, now, have you walked off your steps? Are you, are you clear with the clicker? Um, the, cl- like, it's the clicker, I'm a little rusty with the clicker. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Because I, get all, like, I watch all my film pretty much on my laptop. And so I can rewind and flip play, plays with my just the, the pad here, you know, on, on my uh, my computer. So it's been a while since I've had the clicker. And, uh, yeah, it might be a little rusty, so hang in there with yeah. me. All right. When, when you were the guy, yeah. either at Texas or right. Tampa, I know you started in Denver a little bit. Sure. Did you get to run the clicker in the meetings when um, you were the starting quarterback? No. Absolutely. I mean, no. If I was by myself, right? Yeah. So, like, when I was the starting quarterback for the Buccaneers – I would get there. I would be definitely one of the first few people in the building, one of the top three, because I was going to get in one of the meeting rooms with the Cowboy and just go over some things I wanted to go over before the day started for everybody else. And our old one-buck place in Tampa Bay, it was the crappiest facility, yeah. <laughs> not in the NFL, no, not in college, in, but maybe even sports. like major high school mm. sports. It was crap. So I had to go into the special teams room and make sure I got in there before the special teams meeting in the morning so I could sit there and break down some film. So I would do that. But once we got into like the quarterback room, Johnny Gruden got in control uh, of the Cowboys. Yeah, I wasn't going to give that I up. I had no say on that one. Yeah, that was he was going to run the show there. So if I was by myself or with the quarterbacks, maybe like, hey, we're eating lunch, let's go watch some film, then I got to control the Cowboy. More times than that, though, yeah. I didn't I didn't do it either. Like that's where like the rookie comes into play. Yeah. So I'd be sitting there eating lunch. I want to eat. I got hands. I want to yeah, eat my food. Yeah. So hey Bruce, Gradkowski, here's the Cowboy. You control it. So hey, Bruce, rewind that. Let me see that again. Bruce, fast forward. We don't need to see that play. Yeah. And that's kind of how it went. So down. whoever right. was the starting quarterback in Iowa got to run the clicker. It was, it was like a big deal. Right. I waited and waited and sure, waited. I was so sure. excited. Yeah. Finally got to do it myself. <laughs> yeah. Why is it called the Cowboy? It, that's a good question. That is a really good question. There's a route scheme that's commonly called Cowboy. But like, how did that get to, mm. to that thing there? I don't know. It should just be the clicker. 
I, it is. It's kind of called it's the like, Cowboy. It's, it's a universal it's football thing. Yeah. Pete asked, uh, asked, is it called the, the Cowboy uh, remote anywhere? And yeah, it is. It's called the Cowboy. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, I don't know what it is. Uh, it almost should be like the sheriff. You're the sheriff with this in your hand. You get, you get, you're in control of it. Uh, yeah, certainly. But that's cool. That's cool that they, you know, the starting quarterback, yeah. that was one of the honors of, of being that guy controlling the Cowboy. Big deal. Deep thoughts by you, though. I'm, now I'm like interested and I'm going, yeah. you know, what? The Cowboy? Okay. It seems like one uh, something that NFL films. I used to work out of there. Right. That there's a group of producers are coming up with all these ideas. Like yeah. They should have a piece on what is the cowboy. No, you're right. There's a lot. I think NFL phrases. I mean, we're off topic right now, but we might as well have fun with it. Like a lot of NFL phrases that don't really make sense in the common world. What comes that are, to mind? Well, of course, swamp ass. Like that's a real <laughs> term. Okay. Uh, that's the first one. You know, Peter, 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 Peter. I was just thinking of that. And Peter, Peter, not Peter. Not just because we got Pete D. Right. But, like, Peter means, holy shit, disaster's happening. Holy, yeah, stay away Turn from the ball. Turn around and find the ball right. or, or stay away from right. it. Right, stay away from it, Peter, yeah. Peter, Peter. My understanding from this, from old school coaches in the NFL, was that there's no – Peters don't play in the NFL. There's no Pete's on any team. There's, and, and there's just a few. There really is. I know there's Peter Warwick. I think Peter Bulware. I've actually gone over this a little bit on my podcast before. Yeah. But it was a common name to know that if you said that, stay away from the ball. We got no Peters out Can here. we draft this guy? Right. Uh, so like, is, Pete uh, was predisposed to never play. Yeah. Pete Demolittle Elias in the NFL. As soon as his <laughs> parents named him Pete, it was over. It was over. Otherwise, he was, he was in. Yeah, otherwise, otherwise he probably there. would have been. If you saw the specimen of Pete yeah. Demolitolitis, yes. How about Oski for the interception? Oh, what the hell is that? That's another good one. I don't know what the hell that I mean, means like, going either. back to high school. High was school Oski. was Oski. Oski, Oski. Yeah. I don't know. That's a good one. I should have asked my old school, uh, my old time high school coach. I don't know. That's that, We might have to do a segment on this the in the entire, offseason. Uh, right. For like May. Right. Man, yeah. a little, little slower time. So, uh, yeah, but bit. still still fun. All right, so where do you want to go here? Okay, l- let's get it started here with Kansas City against Cleveland. Before you walk up there and, and you have the steps down, yeah. and the Cowboy is down as well, right. let's take a look at what Cleveland has done or what they haven't done against Tyreek Hill the last couple of games. So we go back to the playoffs last year and the game that happened on Sunday. Uh, if you're listening and not watching, Tyreek Hill against Cleveland the last two games, 19 receptions. Over 300 yards. This yeah. past Sunday, he went 11 for a buck 97. So he's not exactly sneaking up on anybody. No, not, not at all. I mean, this is one of the things I said when I was kind of breaking this game down last week on the podcast and even the Picks podcast with Florio, where that was my concern. I mean, the Browns are every bit as good a team as the Kansas City Chiefs, yeah. at least in my opinion and mm-hmm. my estimation, what I've seen. But what scared me and why I picked the Chiefs was two reasons. One, the Chiefs played more in the preseason. I thought they might be ready to roll. They weren't, actually. Cleveland jumped out and had chances to dominate the game like we talked about on Monday. But the the other reason I just picked the Chiefs was because – of a lack of a plan for Kelsey and Hill in the yes, playoff game. Yeah. And that concerned me. And knowing that coaching staff and what they do on the defensive side of the ball, they're not really a, we're going to do this this week to stop this. They're a little bit, this is a Seattle scheme defense, Cleveland. Joe Woods came from the 49ers. They're kind of a, this is what we do, and we're just going to really execute it at a high level. That's cool. But you're not the 19, 2019 49ers yet. You're not the 2013 Seattle Seahawks to where you just got studs everywhere and you can just think, oh, we're good enough to just do what we do and we're going to dominate. They're not at that level yet. They're going in the right direction. Yeah. Maybe they're there at the end of the year, but they're not there right now. So of all the plays we're about to look at, right. this is the one that was most surprising to me. Like, how did they allow themselves to get into this look? How right. did they think this was going to work right. against Tyree Kill? So without further ado, yeah. 
Go ahead and uh, show yeah. us what we got. So that it's it's fifteen three. Right. Kansas City's trailing. It's a third down and four situation in the. Where are we We're in this in the game? second quarter? About yeah. halfway through the second quarter. Yeah, it's a big it's a big drive. I mean, this is a big play in the game altogether. I mean, yeah, you punt the ball back to Cleveland here. Cleveland has shown no signs of being stopped by the Chiefs' defense to this point, to where you go. If they don't get this first down, you know, they might go for it on fourth down and right where they are here. And here's what we have in the yeah, formation. Right. We have Mahomes in the shotgun, a back right to his left, three wide outs to his right. Cleveland, they have one, two, three, four, five, six players on the ball. Looks yes. like any one of the six could rush. Yes, yes. They got a, a, like a mug look to the right side, right? They got three defensive linemen to the left of the center, two linebackers to the right, and then Jadavian Clowney with his hand down here at the bottom, who's going to be a pass rusher. Kelsey's up top at the at the uh, at the the tight end set to the left, right? So he's up there. And you know, just before we say this, okay, I'm just want to explain to everybody what we got here. This is going to ultimately be what we call blitz zone three match in the NFL. And a lot of people are going to look at this and go, wait, this looks like man-to-man. And I know, it does look like man-to-man. Trust me, the first time I had to break down the Seattle Seahawks for the New England Patriots when I was working in quality control, I had trouble because of these looks. I was going, wait, this is man- they're playing man. What the hell is this? I can't figure it out. There it- is... There is a tell there. One, yeah. two, three DBs are looking where? They're looking, They're looking at, at the, the quarterback. quarterback. Here's the other which, tell. Which tells you zone. Exactly. Here's the other tell. You always know it's zone. The corners, their corners, the outside corners, their back goes to the sideline, right? You know, if you're playing man-to-man, your back doesn't go to the sideline that way. You get up in the face, and if anything, you maybe back goes to the center of the field. So that's the first thing. Great job by you pointing that out. Okay, so here's the other thing I want to look at. So, and then just to say, you know, modern-day NFL, for the most part, there's a few teams, and we're going to get to one of them in a minute, that break, break the rules. But really, it's, it's usually corners on wide receivers, safeties or linebackers, on tight ends and running backs. That's when you know you have man-to-man coverage. And we don't have that here. And in this specific play, and I'm going to stand up here for a second, I mean, this is Greedy Williams right here. Okay, he's on Kelsey. That's not, that's not man. That's zone coverage. And you see here, this is John Johnson. Right now, he's, he's lined up kind of over one of the wide receivers where it looks like man, but safeties don't play receivers man-to-man every now and then if you have a special safety jamal adams you know they might break that rule and go yeah you're good enough to wear we're gonna mess with the quarterback here and do that so as we get to this play here's the thing tyree kill in the slot right here okay last time i heard he's kind of good i just (laughs) i don't know but to me it's still the best receiver in football the best weapon in football and you got to have a plan for Tyree Kill. And this, to me, was the shocking thing of the day and what led to 11 receptions for 197 yards. No plan. No plan. First off, you're going to give the fastest guy maybe in the history of wide receiver position a free release? Nobody's going to touch him? Nothing? That would be my first complaint. You know, yeah. I always go back to what would New England do? They wouldn't do that. Okay? So there you go. That's, they, they didn't win – Go to 10 Super Bowls because uh, they just let people like Tyree Kill go flying up on their safeties in three steps and but put them by, in a tough position. By alignment, it looks like a safety is going to have him. The safety's about eight yards off of him. Right, right. It's, and, like, you see here, you got another safety here. I think this is Harrison up here uh, at the top of the screen. But, yes, it's John Johnson. You know, right now it looks like one is on there, yes. one is on there, and it looks like maybe he's eyeing him down, but it's not the greatest position in the world either way. All right, so now we're going to play the play, Okay. We go through, let's just stop it right here, okay, just real quick. Again, you can see it looks like man for the most part. 
You're going to ask me, what's this safety doing here at the top of the screen? Harrison. Well, this is blitz zone three match. So he's coming down to kind of play the curl flat area. And in case Clyde Edward Hilaire comes out, they got to match him. You know, this is no longer like, you know, John Madden playing Madden cover three, where it's just like, you know, in cover three, you drop to this area. That, that day of like true cover three, how we grew up, yeah. is over. Right. Like, it's not like if somebody gets in your area in zone now, you match him and play. You, you, it's zone, but you play man when he's in your area, right? It's no longer just like, wait, the drawing said I go here. But wait, the receiver's there, so go get them and match them. That's yeah. where defenses started to go to the next level and go, it doesn't make sense. The quarterbacks are always going to get the completion. So now let's let, we'll let the play go. And what we're going to really have here is Tyreek Hill running a deep cross, and, of course, this safety's going to come down. All right? And with that, I just want to back this up a little bit. Here is, to me, one of the flaws of the Seattle scheme sometimes, okay, is this guy right here, Anthony Walker, free agent, from the Indianapolis Colts that they signed. He can run linebacker. I mean, as a linebacker. They're basically going to ask him to cover Tyree Kill, man-to-man. With, while he's up at the line of scrimmage, and then back off and get him. So, to me, that makes no sense. As, as you're right, you're, like, you're shaking your head going, how can he cover them? That's not going to happen, right? Right. I mean, he, that, a linebacker against the worst receiver in the league. I mean, fill in a name from right. any of the 32 teams. That's a bad matchup for the defense. Let alone a linebacker who is supposed to guard Tyree Kill. Exactly. And before he's supposed to guard him, his job is to make it seem like he's blitzing right. from five yards away yeah, from him. Yeah, listen, you got Fred Warner and Bobby Wagner. Okay, maybe you do it. 2019 Niners, too, on their, their pass rush would have been Nick Bosa, D. Ford, DeForest Buckner, said So they're a little different. The, the Browns got a decent pass rush, but it ain't on that level yet. We're not going to quite give them that status yet. So, all right, so now we know Walker's going to cover him. So let's, let's watch the play play out a little bit all right and as you can see here there it is right there's John Johnson on top he's a free safety so he just followed Mahomes's eyes and realizes this is a weak spot of our defense so he's trying to help out and you could see Anthony Walker's trailing now it's not horrible coverage but like he can't locate the ball number four uh Patrick Mahomes knows that and he kind of just throws the ball over here and let's Let's Tyreek use his speed to get to the other side of the ball. And it's just there's no chance to stop that. But the he, problem is there's a lot of plays like this throughout the day. Almost every catch you see from Tyreek Hill, you go, he's wide open. Yeah. Wide open. 75-yard bomb. Who's covering him? We talked about it on Monday. John Johnson. Your safety should not be on Tyreek Hill 60 yards down the field. Should not. Mm-hmm. It's just you're, you're playing with fire, in my opinion, if you do that. So that was the issue. Do we have another angle of this play here I think we that do. we show? Okay, yeah, so here we go. You see the completion. Good job by John Johnson. You know, he falls on his foot. But I think this play, uh, this will kind of show you another angle again. You know, this is tough living, really tough living on Anthony Walker to get back and expect him. I mean, and John Johnson does a great job because where he's at too, he's afraid like he can't just go over there. He's the free safety. Yes, he's reading the eyes, but also like, if he does like something like this and goes to the deep corner, he knows he's got to be there too. You know, because these guys on the outside were missing the other two corners in this picture. If this guy hitched and this guy hitched, right, that guy's going to match him. The other corner's going to match him. So he's got to protect against that route as well, if that makes any sense, Pauly. Um, so now you're going to see. You're going to see Hill fly up. You're going to see that Harrison comes down to match the back of the backfield in case he gets out. 
And as we go, there. I mean, this is just, this is easy living. I mean, I don't know any other way to say it. I mean. Do you think, because I, I, I can't believe that they thought that it's Walker, right, at linebacker? Yeah, That right. Walker was going to stick with him and make that play. Was Johnson supposed to be there? Is I that do his think, play to make? I know. I, I don't. I, I think he's there to help, but he's in a tough position. This is a great play call for this specific defense. I wanted to get there, too. Right. Like, let's give credit to Andy Reid. No doubt. Sometimes the play call is perfect is for the perfect. defense that comes exactly up. Exactly right. And, yeah. I, you know, to me, like in my world, I'd go, oh, man, if we called that blitz and Tyree kills in that position right there, we need to check out of the blitz and get into some other coverage because we're, we're compromised. And this is a route, first off, he runs this route probably 50 60% of the time mm. when he's in that position. It's always – Post down the middle, deep cross. It's always something like that, or at least of that nature there. And, yeah, so again, he's really free safety, but he's protecting. And he gets over there really quick because, first off, he's talented and he understands offensive football to where he reads Mahomes' eyes. He's aware it's Tyree Kill and that he might want to go with him. But also, like I said, for this play right here, See, they're trying to scare you with body presence. Like, they're trying to scare you like, you, won't, you don't want to throw that. The safety's over there. They're hoping you'll, like, get off of it too quick. But as we saw, he slowly he rotates right down. Right. Yeah. And like I told you, he's got to worry about, because like I said, if this guy hitches up, there's another corner out here who's going to drive on it. If he hitched up, he's going to drive on it. And like I said, if Hill does that, so that's why he's there, too, to kind of protect for or be a presence in case that kind of route combination happens. So there we go. You see it. John Johnson does as good as he can do. I mean, again, this is not on the players. He's a great safety. This is not on the players, but a great example of a lot of things we saw throughout the day where I just go, what the fuck happened? That's what happened. <laughs> right? Yes. Exactly Very good. Right. Don't put a linebacker on Tyreek Hill. Don't. Yeah. You know, and, and, and hopefully that'll be the last straw for Cleveland if they see them in the playoffs again. It's not that you have to get out of your defense completely, but just – on some big plays, yeah, change things up a little bit. Would be a good idea. That, that to me, would be yeah. just the, the advice I'd give. Okay, let's move from Kansas City out west to Los Angeles. Rams against the Bears. And before you get back up and talk about the, the number one play that made us all say, how did Cooper Cup get that wide open? Right. We'll get there. Yeah. I want to show you something on Matthew Stafford and what cool. he and McVay were up to in terms of how they were attacking the field. This is a, This is – all at once to me, Chris, one impressive and a little surprising. So if, if you're just listening, he went 20 out of 26. And we remember the two deep passes, one early in the game and then the deep touchdown to Cup that right. we'll get to in a second. Yeah. His other 18 completions were thrown 20 yards or less right. from the line of scrimmage. Right. I think this is what you'll see throughout the year. A lot of I never would have guessed that, that 90% of his completions were, were that short to intermediate. It's going to be, a, I think, a lot of intermediate. They're going to pick you apart. And then McVay, even like a Sean Payton, they don't want to just be bombs away. We're going to be aggressively throwing the ball down the field all the time. That just is not efficient enough to them. They want to be efficient, efficient. And now, wait, i got a feel for the game. And when we get in this formation, they've been playing this defense. And I've been in the lab like a psycho that I am because I'm Sean McVay, and I got something to screw that defense over as soon as I pin them down to when they get to it. I think yeah. that's what it's going to be calculated shots from the Rams. It's not going to be like 
Matthew Stafford back in Detroit and we're looking to throw 40-yard missiles every play. They're not, he's not going to let that happen. He's too good of a coach. He's going to manage the game to a degree yeah. to play to the style of his football team. He's not going to make it all about Matt Stafford and just going, well, yeah, you threw for 500 yards, but you threw two interceptions and the game was all over the place. No, Sean McVay, is, he's too good of an old-school football coach in a lot of ways yeah. to just let the let the, like be seven on seven and you throw it anywhere you want. And I brought up on Monday the fact that he only threw 26 times says a lot about – I mean, I, I thought he'd get this new toy and be like, chuck it 50 times and throw it way down the field. 26 is not a big number. And then the fact that most of it happened, 90% between 0 and 20 yards. Yeah. We think of Stafford's arm, and we thought about that marriage with, with quarterback and head right. coach, about all the places he'd put it on the right. field. McVay must be impressed with his decision-making and uh-huh. accuracy and touch uh-huh. if the offense is more about that. I, I know McVay is. I mean, I know McVay was super impressed when he studied him and made the trade. I think, you know, again, I know I, at the time I had a lot of coaches and people when Stafford was kind of made available and people started to realize and they started to dive in. They were like, you know, oh, my God, Chris, did you, do you realize how good Stafford is? And I'm going to go, yeah, I've been fucking saying it on my podcast for five years. My quarterback rankings, he's in the top ten like every year. Yes, he's amazing. You know, he's had a shit show around him. That's the only way to say it. Right. So, I, yes, I think you're going to continue to see this just like we saw there. It's going to be a lot of we're going to pick you apart, pick you apart, and he's going to have five or six plays every week that you're going to go, whoa, there it was. There was the big shot down the field. And the most open shot, not only in this game, Chris, but we might watch 17 games and not see a receiver this wide open downfield. 56 yards to Cooper Cup. Uh, third quarter, it was probably the – with the exception of the one long play early, right? the biggest offensive play for the Rams. Yeah. And I had the same question a lot of people at home had. Why was he so wide open? Yeah. Cool thing is here, even, you know, and I know I told you this a little bit before we started, like that anybody out there, the Tyler Lockett play against the Indianapolis Colts for 70-yard touchdown, very similar play. Of course, Shane Waldron came from the Rams and yep. McVay. It was the same coverage, a little bit of a different route concept, but this is an example we're going to show of McVay like having a feel for what the team likes to play against certain sets or formations. And it's, I'm going to stand up again here because I think it's time to go and we're going to get to the clicker here. All right, so uh, we, got, we got Stafford in the gun, right? Yep. Empty formation. Empty backfield. Empty backfield. He's got nobody around him. Darrell Henderson's in the slot to the left. you got Van Jefferson outside of him in a tight split. In inside edge of the numbers. It's very important, that point right there, and I'll explain why in a second. Inside edge of the numbers. you got Tyler Higbee, a tight end here. Cooper Cup's here in the slot to the right. And then Robert Woods is outside that you can't see him in this picture, and it doesn't matter because we're not going to need him on this one, as awesome as Robert Woods is. So, now, I just want to paint a picture of what the defense is going to be. It's going to be a four-man rush, and they're going to play what we call in the NFL quarter, quarter, half. This side right here is quarter, quarter, and then this is like cover two, right? And there's going to be a corner over here, right? This guy, Quinn, is going to drop out. In quarters, he's responsible for flat coverage, all right? You're going to get one, two, three, four rushers, and... Roquan Smith then is going to be the cover two middle linebacker, kind of looking for work in the middle of the field and kind of follow the eyes of Stafford, all right? Now, as I do this real quick, the quarter's coverage to the left. Quarter's coverage is not run back. People play quarter's coverage to cheat up maybe in the run game for screens, like if Darrell Henderson came in here into the backfield, right, and he was right here, 
this guy's really first responsibility is come up and help in the run. Yeah. Right? And if it was that, like, you know, and then and really on the outside, it almost becomes man-to-man. If he was out split a little wider, the corner's basically yeah. in a man-to-man type of coverage. I was going to say, in this coverage, we used to call it 20 sky, the quarter-quarter 20 half. sky, okay. To, to the quarter-quarter side, right. it looks like man. It does. It looks like that corner and safety are man up. Exactly right. It does. It's going gonna, it's gonna to look like that. But McVay's smart. He's watched lots of film. He's had some issues with the Bears' defense creating some big plays over the last few years. I think we talked about that on Monday. And what he knows here is if he does this and and closes the split of Van Jefferson on the left, that when he runs basically in the middle of them, it is still a zone coverage, but they both have to be ready to wait. If he breaks in, Jackson's got to take him. If he breaks out... I think this is Jalen Johnson out here. He's got to take him. So they kind of got to wait. They can't just go wait like, oh, he's in the middle of us. You got him. No, I got him. No, they got to kind of wait to see how the route plays out to, they, to, to, to that effect. Okay? Now, I'm going to let it play here. Let's see. Well, I don't know why it's going so fast. Slow down there, Slugger. <laughs> I just pressed play. All right. So here we go. We got the biggest thing you can see here. To the top of the screen, you got your cover too, right? You can see the safety's out here. Look at the corner right here, right? Here's the outside corner that was on Robert Woods. He's looking for anything in the flat, okay? Roquan Smith just kind of looking over here for work, anybody to work to the middle of the field. Like I said, it's quarters. Robert Quinn goes out to the flat. That's his responsibility in this one. And now you got the corner Jalen Johnson and Eddie Jackson where, you know, they're reading the quarterback's eyes, but they're not sure what route. Van Jefferson's going to run quite yet, okay? Now, play it again, and you see he runs. This is called a swirl route in the West Coast offense. I'm sure McVay still calls it this because that's what Gruden called it. little swirl route, it's like a backwards curl, right? And it's really run like this to get doubled, to make this guy pause for a second, all right? And within that, here's the other beauty of the play. What's he doing? Looking left. He's looking left. He's making Eddie Jackson go, wait, we might run an in-cut or something. you got to be ready for it. I'm not going to just let you, you know, I'm not going to just look to the right and let you get deep and read my eyes that way. So he does a great job, Stafford, of selling to the left. You could see Eddie Jackson's in a tough spot. And Stafford has great protection, which is a little disappointing for Chicago that they, they couldn't get more pressure on Stafford. Now, Here's, here's the rest of the play. Let me clear this. Going to re- replay it. All right. Here's Cooper Cup here on our right side, right? I mean, he's going to run just a straight middle post, right down the middle, right down the middle. Now, there's only two ways to defend this. Two ways. One is number 23, Marquise Christian, has to either continue to carry Cooper Cup all the way up yeah, he's at a disadvantage, sure, but you're going to make Stafford at least make the awesome throw right. if he continues to carry him. As you'll see here in this picture, he stops carrying him at some point. I don't know if he's coached to do that, he, to maybe look for work in case a guy comes on an in-cut. I don't know. I think he must have been because if he, was, if he had some awareness, and right. we can assume that he did, he can see that the receiver's going to run wide open to the post. He gets to 20 yards and turns around I, like I, he was specifically told That would to. mean so, – so, I think so too. I think you're right. I think he was specifically told like once he gets to a certain distance – 
sit down and look for work because they're going to maybe run an in-cut right. behind that guy. It's a very common route concept for that guy to go like this and this guy go here, and that can kill cover two sometimes. So that's why I, I think you're right, Paul. So if it wasn't him, which one of those two right. safeties do you think See, what Chicago been? is depending on is – what they're depending on is, well, uh, usually if somebody does that, the receiver uh, out here on the left, Van Jefferson, splits out out here. So the corners like kind of got him man to man, and Eddie Jackson could be free to get back there, right? But he can't with the alignment they lined up in to start the snap again. So it screws the quarter side. So whether it's Marquise Christian or Eddie Jackson, they're both kind of screwed here. And I agree with you. I think they told him to stop at a certain spot and look for work inside because they don't want to get hit by a 20-yard in cut or something of that nature, right? And as you see, it goes, boom. And, hey, the other thing I always look for, and this isn't, this isn't game film, but I watch this game film already. Like, I always look for, like, okay, after the ball is completed, who's yelling at who? Right. Who's looking at who going, hey, yeah. what the hell? And you don't really see that because I think Eddie Jackson's like, well, with my rules in that split, I'm supposed to stay there. Yeah. And 23 Marquee Christian's like, they told me to turn up at 20 yards if he, it goes past that point. So I think this is more of a – just screw you, great game plan play by Sean McVay. And the Bears are going to have to go back and reassess kind of how they want to cover that. Because you know other teams are going to look at this and say, okay, how can we buy alignment, get the same look and run that same? Right. There's got to be a call. they got to make a call if they want to do this. Like this safety and corner got to call and probably tell Marquise Christian, like, hey, whatever, we got a tight split over here, which maybe then would change his rule to go, you're going to have to carry him. There's got to be, but I can tell you a play. I can show you in a play with Miami, New England that I watched them film this morning, where it was almost the same route combination. The Patriots let this guy cover, carry the guy all the way. So I don't know whether. So they're going to have to reassess that. That's that's the bottom line. But as you see, we'll let the play go just without any drawing here. I mean, Stafford does a great job. I mean, a great job of looking to the left. He stymies those two DBs on the left, gets them flat-footed. And then, I mean, it's just easy, wide open touchdown pass. Cooper Cup, Rams kind of uh, take control from there on out. Do you think Jackson, the backside safety, and I think you explained really well what right. his responsibilities were, but yeah. he was very concerned with that 20-yard swirl route that right. the corner had as well. Right. Do you think he gets told in, in the meetings, hey, we've got this 20-yard route covered here. Get back. But, it's, uh, but yes, but, but at, uh, for that but for, for the route that's being run, he can't really di- know the guy's running that 20-yard backwards curl route until maybe he got to like 12 or 15 yards. And by that time, it's too late Yeah, because he doesn't know yet. He doesn't know. With it, with it if he ran a post or an in-cut, he's got to be there to stop it. So he's got to give it a little time to go, wait, I can't just run back especially with that alignment we talked about on the left side. Right. So that's, again, where they're going to have to figure it out to go, do we want 23 to carry him up the whole time, or do we want to make a call, and now we know you got to carry him up, all right? Or, you know, again, they're going to have to maybe just change the coverage altogether. But it was the perfect play versus that coverage, and if you don't have your rules right and some things right there, you're going to get screwed just like they did there. And a wonderful example of when a quarterback truly looks Definitely. Another way. Right. Like, he's, like he oh. really wants to go to that intermediate route, how much help it can do when you come back no to the doubt. deep No I'm sure they talked about that all Picture week. McVay going, hey, if we get this coverage, just stare at Van Jefferson for a little bit, and they're going to get flat-footed for 
half a second, and that's going to make Cooper Cup be wide open. Okay, let's move out to Buffalo and uh, a little bit of framing here. What happened there? Obviously, the Bills got beat. They were they were leading in the second half. Steelers came back. It was all Pittsburgh. A lot of defense, a little bit of offense in that second half to come back and win 23-16. We also know that Josh Allen's numbers were, were not that Nothing great. special, right. He threw it 51 times to get only 270 yards. Yeah. So Pittsburgh did a wonderful job staying back. He must have been kind of confused if he, wasn't, if he was only getting that many yards per yeah. attempt. Yeah. It was a win by the Pittsburgh defense. Uh, and the, one other thing before I hand off to you, we pointed this out on Monday. Pittsburgh blitzed on only two of the 54 dropbacks. So proud. Very un-Pittsburgh-like. Uh, so proud. Right? So proud. So it means they were doing a lot of um, – they confused Josh Allen. Definitely. They can, Instead of being on him with a blitz, they confused him like at the snap, like we talked about last year a lot. Definitely. What are these guys doing? Yeah. And that hesitation leads to not much production. Right. Like, you know, I think uh, probably they looked at film of Josh Allen last year going, wait, people blitz him and he just makes the miss and throws 50-yard lasers. What's right? the point of blitzing him? Right. What's the point? You know, and Pittsburgh, if anybody listened to my podcast last year, and I know you and I discussed this a few times during the season last year, they were the king of the senseless five-man pressure. That's right. When I want to go, wow, you brought five, whoop-dee-doo. But that fifth guy you brought, they just ran a six-yard shallow cross where the fifth guy you just blitzed, and now the six-yard shallow cross became a 25-yard gain because he caught it and nobody was in that area. Like, so we talked about with a lot of great quarterbacks. When you can get there with just four mm-hmm. – you can do a lot of different stuff on the back end and make life complicated. And the Steelers are game plan specific. This is Buffalo is running the New England offense, right? Let's let's context here is New England was Pittsburgh's daddy in the early 2010s and mid 20 and mid 2010s, right? I mean, they they couldn't they had no answers. So they I think have a really good understanding of the rules of the Patriots offense now too, and they'll take what I call calculated risk, controlled chaos, however you want to say it, through their zone coverages, and maybe every now and then give you something where you go, man, that guy was open over there, but it breaks a lot of the rules for the quarterback, and they're not expecting it, and because people are in so many different positions, it flusters a quarterback. It flusters an offense, especially if you have route reading going on. The the slot receiver's got to read the coverage. Wait, coach, I don't know what coverage that was. You told me if it was two safeties, I do this. If it was one safeties, I do this. It looked like it was two and one safety at one. I don't know what the hell it was. So that's where they're really good and can be confusing on quarterbacks. So let's let's take a look here to third down and five in the first quarter. This is the first third down situation for the Buffalo offense. Right. And see, I I think this is a pretty good example, Chris, of, of how the Steelers confused the Buffalo offense all day. Yeah, and you know, a little of this, you're going to have to take my word for it. I've watched this on film. We didn't have film to show here, okay? So I'm going to do my best. This is after the McKenzie long kick return. Here's your first down, first third down, like Paul explains. You could see it's a a four-man lineman right now, right? So as you see, four-man. Now it's five. Now it looks like, hey, Devin Bush just walked to the left side, and it looks like he's going to blitz, and especially looks like he's going to blitz because – you see Joe Schobert here behind him, right? That usually unlocks whoever this guy is. You can go pressure because he's going to cover him, right? So, formationally here for the Buffalo Bills, you got two receivers to the left. It's Diggs and Gabriel Davis. You got, uh, is that 19? I think that's McKenzie playing the back out of the backfield, right? And then you got two receivers to the top. You got Beasley in the slot, and I think Emmanuel Sanders is on top. So there's your four wides. They're actually in five wides, right? There's no running back. So 
Pittsburgh doesn't have to worry yeah. about, you know, they're probably like, oh, wait, we don't have to worry about running back draw or anything like that, even though McKenzie could do that, and we'll probably see that here in the future for them. I know you mentioned this once, yeah. Chris, but it's such a tell for a quarterback. We, we talk about ways they're looking to see, is it going to be man, going to be zone? 55, Bush lined up there, and, and Josh looks five yards behind and sees Schober. He's like, okay. He's coming. This is man because they're cheating. They're telling me right. that Schobert has the inside guy because I know 55's coming. Yeah, he thinks it's man or at least a five-man pressure, and they're going to play like blitz zone cover two behind it or something of That's that nature. That's a great mess with the quarterback's mind. Great there. mess with the quarterback's eye because he's thinking, oh, wait, they got this, and I, you know, when teams do this, I kind of know what's right. coming on. Not with Pittsburgh. Not with Pittsburgh. They break the normal rules of defense all the time. The first rule I'm going to tell you here that they break is Gabriel Davis is going to be covered by Joe Schobert. That's a rule. I mean, we just talked about with Kansas City. Like, they're going to play man coverage here, basically, right here on the bottom and have Schobert covering Gabriel Davis. Mm. That's not a good matchup for them, but they obviously have a good feel of the route combinations that Buffalo wanted to run. And this is where everybody's going to have to take my, my, my word a little bit for it. So you got Sutton here, right? He's going to be man-to-man on digs, plain and simple. Bam. Schobert here over the slot on Gabriel Davis. You don't see it quite here, all right? But he is going to, as the snap goes, he is going to get on the outside and put his butt to the sideline, right? So, you know, to, to explain it even better, like if that's Josh Allen, you know, there's Gabriel Davis. He almost does this, like, yeah, come on, come down here. You're not going to run a deep corner route or an out route. Like, you're going to run into me if you're going to do that. He takes that away, and you go, well, if he takes that away, the post route should be there, right? No, they got a deep safety back there that's looking for that. So he knows he doesn't even have to worry about inside breaking routes. All he's got to do is not let the guy get outside of him. That's his only rule. So that's the first thing they do. Other thing they do, there is a deep safety who I said is going to be looking for that deep post in case something happens and then there's going to be another safety that rotates down that's going to look for short crossers especially because again this is the new england offense what are you looking for edelman west welker over the middle is going to be a big thing for this team right on a third and six well they got cole beasley he's their edelman or west welker all right so josh allen now he gets the snap you could see his eyes are to the right here all right eyes are to the right and I think he thinks it's like some cover two carry over here because this guy's going to play like kind of cover two and then like he thinks the safety is back deep over here. He sees the rotation and now he's going, oh, wait, this is just going to be straight man to man. So now he's going, wait, it's going to be man to man. And if it's man to man, like Cole Beasley should be able to run a little out route and I'll throw it on him and he'll turn up and get a yard and we'll get the first down. But... As we go here, this is the first thing I want to show here, and I'm going to try to do this in slow-mo. I want to show, I believe this is Trey Norwood. I could be wrong. I can't tell the number here. As we go here, watch this. Just before the snap, he jumps outside. First off, great patience to not go out there too early and tip your hand. That's the first thing I want to say. But goes outside because, again, they have a good feel to go. See, their rules when they're man-to-man, it's man-to-man. He's going to try to shake me. And go, go back to me for a second and show me on the monitor here. He's going to try to shake me and act like he can go either way and then go out. He doesn't care about the in-breaking route because, like I told you, there's going to be a safety right. there. So now he gets to jump outside and have a little outside leverage, right? And you'll see. Look at Josh Allen. 
He looks over there right away. But as soon as he saw this, he went, "Uh uh-oh, that's not good. He can't break out. And all he's going to be able to do now is curl in. And if I throw it to him, he's going to get hit as soon as he catches it. Or maybe he gets hit and the ball flies in the air and I throw an interception. So now he's panicked. He's going, "Uh uh-oh, I don't know what to do here. All right? So we'll let it play. And... The other thing I need to show, because we didn't get to this point yet on the other side, we thought Devin Bush was blitzing. He's not. But they know, again, this is where I know they must know this offense really well. He doesn't blitz. He's here for the back free releasing all the way. He gets out here and cuts off McKenzie from getting any look over here that's going to even like bring Josh Allen. So that screws Josh Allen right off the bat. Now we're going to play the snap. You're going to just have to take my word for it that, again – there's no, but see, look, here's what I wanted to show you. So good coverage by Sutton. You know, Gabriel Davis is down here doing that, but Joe Schobert's out here, so there's, it's not open. There is a deep safety up here in case that guy did run the post, but the other aspect, too, is here's Minka Fitzpatrick. I just I paused it. I know it's blurry, but as you can see, he's sitting there. In case Cole Beasley did go that way, he's going to be there. Even if uh, Diggs who the ball ends up getting thrown to, if he breaks inside, he's going to be there. So it's like this is what kind of the theme of the game was all together, where they, yeah, take some calculated risk, but break rules of what quarterbacks are taught mainly throughout the offseason, through the year, and everything like that. And then, of course, they must have knowledge of the offense in general. And then as we talked about, when your front four – can win like this and just be annoying around the quarterback and then Josh Allen can't sit there all day, man, that's a win for the, the Pittsburgh Steelers defense. You talk about breaking rules, Chris, and this is a, such a good example of what teams can do with, with a clever strategic offseason before game one. I mentioned that they only blitzed twice on 54 dropbacks. Last year, Pittsburgh's defense, third highest in the NFL, right around 40%. My pet peeve with them last year. So you know Buffalo was planning for a pretty high-level exactly. blitzes, and they just never got it. Never got it. Never. Pittsburgh self-scouted this, thyself exactly. and said, wait, it doesn't make sense. And I bet you they looked at it and said, wait, why are we paying all these front four guys all this money if we're always trying to bring a fifth, pa- a fifth pass rusher? What, yeah. What's the point? What's the point of having all these studs if we just don't let them go win every now and then? Yeah. And I think it's going to come in handy for them against the Chiefs or, you know, all the other good teams in the, in the AFC. But, yeah. yeah, a lot of plays like that throughout the day where you go, even on some Josh Allen completions where you go, man, they knew that the play was coming. He just threw a great ball. Or the guy just beat the guy even though he was doubled. Like Josh Allen just stayed with it. He's like, eh, it's not that good of a double here. I'll get it in. It was a lot of that. And uh, kudos to, to Mike Tomlin and company and um, – uh, the damn defensive coordinator, um, uh, Be- Betcher, okay. uh, who, who deserves a lot of credit. Uh, I think two really good, two good examples you pointed out there are the kind of nuance that goes into tricking a quarterback with the patience you talked about. Keith Butler, sorry, I'm okay. wrong. Yes, Keith Butler. In, in, the, in the slot there with the corner, like showing the inside leverage and jumping to outside, yes. how much that mattered. It's a tiny little thing. Tiny little mattered thing. Mattered a lot in Josh's no hesitation. Doubt. No doubt. And then 55 showing blitz showing blitz, showing it, the lineup behind him looking like he wasn't going to come, and then right. backing off of that. Like right. Those two things confused him just confused enough. Confused him, definitely. That's incomplete. Compu- confused him just enough, and they got the guys kind of – you know, it's like we talked about last year. It's just there was too many plays where you went, you know, they're playing zone, but they just happen to be dropping all in the right area here. 
Like, they had a beat on their rules, and that's something Buffalo is going to have to digest, and if they have to see Pittsburgh in the playoffs, they're going to have to change up some stuff. One of the things that uh, came to mind Sunday night on, and a lot of people still thinking about it, how are the Packers that bad? Yeah. How was the Packers offense right. highest scoring in the league last year, right. MVP quarterback, how did they not score a touchdown? Yeah. Still haven't scored a touchdown. Mm-hmm. And there are probably a number of plays you could pick out to say, okay, here's a pretty good example yeah. of what was going on. Right. I know you sifted through it and found one that, that makes a pretty good point. Yeah, similar to like what we talked about a little bit. I mean, first off, I would say the Saints, just as we talked about what it looked like on Monday, when I watched that film yesterday, the Saints whooped the crap out of the Packers offensive line. The, the Packers couldn't run the ball even when the Saints were playing two deep safeties and they were 20 yards from the line of scrimmage. They couldn't run. Saints were like, yeah, we're big and bad up front. We'll, we'll, we'll believe it when we see it. You're going to be able to really run on us? And they couldn't. So that allowed them to play a lot of two deep safeties. And then the other thing I would say is there were some certain situations, and we're going to show one, where they knew what was coming. They knew it. They knew that, oh, wait, they're in this formation. It's this down. And they like to run these two or three plays. And, again, it goes to calculated risk area yeah. where they go, eh, we're, we're, we know what they're going to do, those, and let's do it. Those tendencies by alignment, uh, by formation, right. by down and distance, those right. are a real thing. No doubt. And when you watch the, 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 the Packers, like I could tell you this right off the bat, if Devontae Adams is in the slot, he's going to run an inside slant looky, or he's going to run a shallow cross, and they're going to try to find some way to pick for him so he can run across, right? That's the biggest thing. So, uh, yeah, there was a lot of that. It was a butt whooping by the Saints on both sides of the football. Yeah. You know, and, and I want to say this, too, even watching the film back for the offensive side of the ball of the Saints before we break this play down. Like, Sean Payton is amazing. The way he called the game early on, they just ran the ball. It was like almost like he wasn't going to let Jameis Winston, like, get crazy and mess the game up. Yeah. Let's get him in a flow. Let's not put too much pressure on him. Let's let him ease into it. We'll run the ball. And then when I get a feel for what they're doing – like McVay, I'll dial up a few shots that'll say, screw you and see you later, Green Bay. And that's basically what happened. But uh, Sean Payton is absolutely amazing. So, all right, let's break down the play if you want to bring it up, Kristen. Let's see what we have here. This is uh, where are we? This in is the, the nutshot play. Double nutshot. <laughs> double nutshot. That's yes. right. Yeah, that was good intel. Yes. Good intel. Today. Yes. Double yeah. nutshot. Aaron Rodgers talked about yesterday. Um, and. He uh, for this right here, it's the first. It's going to be the first interception, right? It gets a, a big return. I think it's uh, Marcus Williams who ends up with the interception Third quarter. here. So they're on the plus ten, plus ten, big Is drive. It- they're down seventeen three. Yeah, they got to do something in the shotgun. In the shotgun, he's got two tight ends to his left, back to his left, Aaron Jones, and then he's got Devontae Adams to his right. And I can't remember who's all the way out on the outside on the right, but it doesn't matter. It plays no factor in this play. All right, this is a common play in all of the NFL right now, but very common with Green Bay and some of the West Coast teams. They do this a lot, all right? And let me just make sure I got it right here. Okay, there we go. All right, so I just want to draw the play a little bit. I mean, it, this play is all about, right now it's man-to-man coverage and Aaron Rodgers going, awesome. We got a pick play called for basically Devontae Adams. It should be open. No problemo, all right? Because they want to basically do this guy – curl up right here and get in the end zone. This guy come across as the high shallow crosser and then let Devontae Adams just work right underneath him to almost 
create a natural rub. So he, he probably has the option, he's such a veteran, of using either one of those for the accidental pick. Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. It, it really, more times or not, the guy underneath is the guy you're trying okay. to go to. Because he's going to set it up where he's going to be like, he's almost going to run at that guy and then at the last second go underneath Duck him under. so the DB, DB runs into him, right? right? And then you got Aaron Jones who's going on a little wide route out here just to clear out whoever's covering him man-to-man, again, to create the space for Devontae Adams to catch the ball somewhere in that general area. And since Aaron's eyes are going to be there in case he's covered, he ought to be able to go to him as, as his secondary option. He could. Or, you know, yes, he definitely could. Or if he even felt like, oh, man, the guy who's covering Aaron Jones is stuck inside and he's got leverage right away, he might right. just go get it to him and yep. go, Aaron, run, outrun him. You got it. So we'll, we'll let the play go here. All right. So you, you can see it's, it's playing out just the way we said it. I think I picked the wrong guy who ran the shallow cross. This is 89, Lewis. He's running the shallow cross. And then we got, I don't know, 49 running the uh, little button hook there. Okay? Tell us what the free safety is doing because yeah, my, my initial thought is to. like, wow, did he play that well. Yes, he did. And this is where it gets into, I think they had a good idea of where this plays. This looks like it's single safety, man-to-man coverage. Yeah. All right? But there's two things that, like, jump out to me here. All right? First off is, like, look at – Demario Davis. Demario Davis is playing inside like, oh, I know. They're coming inside to me. No problem. I know what they're doing. This is perfect. Like, they had a great feel for this coming all the way. He, he right away looks at the tight end and going, oh, they're going to send somebody over here. So he's got him. And actually, Malkin Jenkins, they must have really good feel, is man up on Aaron Jones. See, they weren't going to let their middle linebacker get picked man-to-man covering Aaron Jones, right? So this, again, just tells me. The other thing that tells me a little bit is, as soon as the ball snapped, look at Marcus Williams' eyes. Look at it. He's looking at one guy. They're they're basically going to say, screw the middle safety, the free safety in the middle of the field. We're we're just going to go no safety in the middle of the field and basically kind of double Devontae Adams because they know – that it's a big situation. They always try to go to Devontae Adams. That's what they do. And he runs to the exact spot where Adams is going. Like, his recognition of what's coming here is terrific. No doubt. You, and, and doesn't even try to – doesn't come underneath it. No. It's like he knew, wait, there's going to be two guys here. I need to go over the top of it and cut it off. Again, that just tells me that they knew it was coming. Clearly. Green Bay way too predictable with the play calling. And this was the theme throughout the day. All right. And as you see here, let me just rewind it a little bit. Let me get back to the right, right rewind. So there's Marcus Williams on the top of the screen. You can see he's running across. He gets over. I'm not going to get picked. They worked this play all week. I mean, yes, if Rodgers throws a good ball, Devontae Adams is going to catch the ball, but he's not going to go anywhere. He's right. going to get crushed by right. Marcus Williams. He's going to be down at the seven-yard line right there. Not going to get the first down where he had to get to the four-yard line, as you could see. Now, Rodgers has pressure here on this play, and he's got to step up. And, of course, now he throws the ball. He's off target. But, again, he's got a guy trailing him and a guy going in front of him here. He's, they're all over this play. Right. And, of course, when you're rushing the passer like they are with four guys and getting around Aaron Rodgers, yeah, he gets hit. And, you know, God misses throws every now and then. And that's what Aaron <laughs> Rodgers is to me. He's God. Sorry, so, deal with it. Take it back to the beginning yeah. of this one, Chris. Just rewind it back to the snap and hit play. Just let it play out. Watch Aaron's eyes to the left. He's like, okay, corner's widening. Devontae's going to win. He's going to be open in that space because no the doubt. corner's not there. No doubt. He, wasn't, he did not account for the free safety playing it so well. And I don't blame him. 
I mean, that's an A-plus there. And, and wait, to your point even more, Paul, and this goes back to what we were saying, he's going to – he's looking at Aaron Jones right now. Yes, Because right he thinks him. Demario Davis is going to have to cover him, and he's going, wait, Jenkins is going to cover this guy and go with him. And Demario Davis is going to end up having to try to get out to Aaron Jones. Right. And they don't because New Orleans is smart. Yeah. Dennis Allen's smart. He's, this ain't his first rodeo. He's seen this play nine zillion times last year. And, of course, they broke them down all offseason, to your point, where you're talking about anyways for week one. And I think as he's looking at Jones, he probably recognized how wide the corner got with him. Definitely. And that's the trigger. Okay, that spot of the field's going to be open. He's going to be open. I'm not expecting the free safety exactly. to come down there right. and be in front of him. So, yes, either way, listen, he tries to avoid it. He tries to make a Rodgers magic pass. He obviously misses the target. And – my man, top five corner in the draft, Paulson Adebo from Stanford, Stanford yeah. gets the pick. Like, what I'm glad to see. Yeah, he's pretty good. He's starting for the New Orleans Saints, which tells you he's good. So there's that play. There's a lot of that. A lot of The only way is through. Brought to you by Under Armour. <laughs> a lot of frustration there uh, for Green Bay. Yeah. Okay, Monday night. Yeah. It was a hell of a game. It was. And I knew as I was watching it, and I also knew we had this toy here right. on Wednesday. I'm like, there's going to be some kind of example from Monday night. Before we get to the actual highlight, uh, let's set it up with Derek Carr against the Blitz on Monday night against the Baltimore defense. It was a big-time difference. First through third quarter, win Ravens. He was two out of nine for only 31 yards. Yeah. Terrific job there yeah. defensively. You get into that fourth quarter in overtime – Against the Blitz, Carr was 7 out of 11 for 156 and the big-time touchdown. Right. Okay, so that's what was going on with the Blitz. Yeah. Let's watch a Blitz or two here. Do, do we have two of these here, Chris? I think, I think we have two. Yeah, okay. we do. I have two. Okay, cool. We have two. So let's go in the fourth quarter. And as we just showed you, fourth quarter was a lot of success for the Raiders against this Blitz. So yep. there's 4.06 left in the game. Vegas is down 24-17. They have a third down and 10. Yeah, and, you know, Baltimore, like Pittsburgh, it's controlled chaos as well. They want to like break some rules, do things at the line of scrimmage, mess with your pass protection. Gruden is going to have a plan. I mean, he's not going to let you just blitz him all day long. And here's my concern with Baltimore, as I discussed last week on podcast. Baltimore can't rush the passer with four guys. They can't do it. They're not good enough. I'm sorry. It's just the plain and simple fact of it. So they, because in this game, when they didn't blitz, Derek Carr sat there all day and then just found six-yard completion, eight-yard completion. So Wink Martindale's like, damn, I'm not going to die a slow death here. We got Lamar Jackson. We're going to make a play. That's what Baltimore does. They always force the issue. That's why sometimes it's a tough matchup, like I've always said, against the Kansas City Chiefs because, you know, the last few years, again, they can't rush with four, and now they're playing man-to-man and doing things like we see right here. And that's not going to work against Tyreek Hill and, and right. the rest of that, that group there. Aggressive man on third and ten also. I mean, you're really giving the offense a chance on a play where you should have the advantage without blitzing. He's basically telling you, I don't have confidence in our ability to even get close to Derek Carr. Gruden's got too many plays in the playbook. And they're going to pick us apart on third and ten. And he's going to get a first down or it's going to be fourth and one or something of that. He's basically going, yeah, we're in trouble. i got to do something here to, to force the issue a little bit. This is going to lead eventually to them tying the game at 24-all. But as you can see, like here in the look, and I'm going to stand up now, it's just the, you got, you know, what is it, six guys at the line of scrimmage? Six guys at the line of scrimmage, no deep safety. For everybody listening, you got, it's, it's the formation is to the right, tight end to the right, Darren Waller here. He's got Renfro really close next to him in a split that's like two yards from the tight end. And then you got Henry Ruggs and Edwards 
at the top of the screen in the slot formation. And then we got our man, um, Kenyon Drake, offset to the weak side there. All right? So, as we go here, you know, the first thing is, what have they done? Who, who's been killing them? I mean, this is, first off, I just want to give this guy a lot of credit. Marlon Humphrey, all right, right here? I mean, it's just every big play, whatever it is, they put them on whoever. I'll be thinking they're going to go to Darren Waller, you take Darren Waller. Oh, this down in the distance, they think they're going to go Hunter Renfro. You take Hunter Renfro. Or go oh, to we think they're going to go. Oh, yeah. Again? Or they're going to go deep to. They're going to go deep to rugs. You cover rugs. I mean, not many corners. Really, nobody gets asked to do that. That many different matchups. Maybe Gilmore, Jalen Ramsey. That's it. But they expect him to cover slot guys, big guys, really fast guys. He's a good a corner as in football. And the stats are never going to say it because he's in the most compromised positions right. and at any corner in all of football. You know, the stats are also going to tell you that the Ravens got all these pressures singularly. Oh, this guy got seven quarterback hurries. No, he didn't. The Blitz got the hurries. None of these guys beat people one-on-one all night. That's why Wink Martindale's got the whole damn team at the line of scrimmage. I mean, because he's already gone, we can't get there with four. So, now as we play, why does this thing keep playing faster? I mean, it truly does. He has nine on the line of scrimmage. He's got nine on the line of scrimmage. So, wait, first off, Derek Carr's seen this defense already. I mean, he didn't know. He's licking his chops. Yeah. He's licking his chops. And one of our rules with the Gruden offense, you know, is like when you have this and this play, he likes to run like maybe some sort of curl route. But the more importantly thing, he wants a guy to attack this guy and run over here because there's no help over there. None. And this guy can't cover the whole field for a guy who runs 4-2. Sorry, nobody can. I mean, it's just not, that's not possible for a guy like Henry Ruggs. So they don't all-out pressure here. They make it look like, they're going to all-out pressure, all right? But as you'll see, they really only send five, yeah. okay? They send five, and let me re- replay that again. And it looks like they were playing for, we think they're going to throw something hot over the middle, right? That's to me, is what it looks like. Like, we're expecting them to think we're all-out blitzing, and he's going to, you know... Go back to me a little bit here on the, on the screen, too, if you can, Chris. They're thinking, oh, it's going to be blitz. I'm hot. Let me throw it to Darren Waller real quick, and he'll go and run and get the first down. That's what they're playing for, right? You could see these guys dropping out. It's a big Miami Dolphins type of defense, actually, they do a lot of times. Because a lot of times when there's these type of rules and this many people blitz, there is somebody that just runs a little quick hot route, what we call in the NFL. All right? So you see there it's only five. The protection is phenomenal. They, they protect with six, so – yeah, I yeah. mean, yeah, they, and then the protection's phenomenal. I mean, it's, it's, they're not, this is my point. I mean, five's not enough for Baltimore right now. I mean, there's Calais Campbell. He can't do anything. There's 99, uh, is that, that might be Oway, who's a rookie who had a really good game and did something. The two defensive tackles inside, I mean, there's nothing. They can't get anywhere. The, Steel, the, the Raiders got them locked up. Pardon the only, me, they, they, they blocked with seven. They left in seven. They left in seven. They were expecting this type of defense. Gruden had him already. He's going, wait, it's it's the fourth quarter. I know what they're going to do. He loves to get in this type of formation here. And as you see, Carr drops back, and he knows where he's going the whole time. He's going, wait, Henry Ruggs is covered with this guy, 10 yards off. I'm protected. I just got to sit there and let it go and throw the right football. Boom, on the money. Ravens are in trouble the whole second half because of this, for the most part. That's when the, the, the Raiders really got a feel for it, and he unveiled his, oh, you want to all-out blitz us? Right. I have an all-out blitz offense, no problem. Right. So there was that issue. You play man like that, <coughs> and try to fool him at the line of scrimmage and play soft man 
with no safety in the middle of the field, only one thing's gonna gonna win it for you in defense. Right. If you get to the quarterback. Exactly. If you right. don't get to him and they blocked five with seven, a hundred percent. You got no chance. No chance. I mean I mean he had five seconds to throw the ball. Yeah. Yeah. Like nobody can cover. We can put Deion Sanders out. Okay, maybe he breaks it up. Anybody else, I don't know. I right. mean it's gotta be the greatest corners of all time to stop that. So they didn't get away from it, though. Of course not. They kept being aggressive. Right. Because he just went. I, he goes, I, I rushed five, and I didn't even get close, so I need to rush more. So this is the situation here. Overtime is second and 14. It yeah. had been second and nine, so this backed him up. Right. Baltimore probably thinking, okay, if, if we don't back him up even more, it's an easy field goal. Exactly. So the aggressive looks continue. Right. Well, they wanted to kick the field goal the play before. Right. And nobody told the kicker that they might kick the field goal <laughs> on second down. Nobody told them. Like, so he's over there warming up, kicking. Like, somebody's going to go, hey, kicker, we might kick the next down. So they got out there with the kicking formation, and, you know, you might need the kicker out there for that formation. <laughs> so they had to take a penalty. You still see it's second down. But, yeah, they're going for the kill here. I mean, a 47-yard field goal in the NFL this day is, like, almost automatic. I mean, no, nobody misses 45, 47-yarders. And, again, look at the defense. I mean, everybody. 11 guys within five yards of the line of scrimmage. Yeah. 11. Everybody. They're all there. He's, again, in an all-out blitz formation on the offensive side of the ball. So he can keep in the tight end, the five linemen. He's got a back over here to get this side. So he can do seven-man protection again. He's ready for it. This is, a, this is triple right, I think Gruden still calls it. Triple right, all right? Now, you see here, it's Humphrey on Zay Jones. Uh, I, you know, Anthony Everett, I think, is going to play Waller here. And then somebody's got Hunter Renfro. And, and a bunch set like this with these guys and all this here. I mean, this is, you, you know. Bottom line, you look three yards off the line of scrimmage. Who's that safety who's eyeballing either the tight end? I mean. This guy here? Okay, yeah. That's you know, Patrick Queen, the middle linebacker. You know he's not going to cover the middle of the field. That's exactly right. There's so, no way. Middle of the field wide open. Exactly right. So the play starts here. And let me get back here. I mean, right away. What, Gruden's basically, it's the same route we just saw from Henry Ruggs, except now the guy's in a tight split. And the rule is, when you get this type of defense, we just want one of our, this, whoever's going to run that post route to get a little inside leverage on their guy, and then it just becomes a foot race over there. And that's, you know, not easy living for any corner. And I'm telling you, Marlon Humphrey is hands down one of the five best corners in football. And he got picked just enough. He gets picked. That's exactly right. So, yeah, they got all these guys to the line of scrimmage. You can see he's on the point guy, Zay Jones, and his own guy who was taking Hunter Renfro, Hunter Renfro takes an outside release, runs into Marlon Humphrey. Right. Here, here you can see Derek Carr has seven men blocking. So what they did here was they slide everybody, the five offensive linemen, the tight end kicks out a little bit, and they ask the back to come out and take the first secondary threat over here. That's what they did. And, I mean – Derek Carr, this is like, he was probably going, what? They're going to do this again? I mean, are you kidding me? In this moment, he and knew he was about to be the hero of the game right here. He's just going, oh, man, I just hope my guy can get off the line of scrimmage clean because yeah. I'm going to throw a touchdown and we're going to win the football game. You know at the snap that two guys, Carr and Gruden, thought, we got him. Definitely. Game's 100%. over right here. A hundred percent. I don't drop the snap, which you're not going to do in a shotgun. This game's over. Right. And, I mean, even here – they kind of mess it up. They don't even block the outside guy, Harrison, over here on the edge. But he knows, and he knows, wait, if my guy just gets one step, I'm going to fade away, and if I just put it out there, I got it. Humphrey knows he's screwed because he got picked. And 
when he sees that the ball is in the air, you can see him look back here, right? You can see Marlon Humphrey look, starting to look back right here. And when he knows the ball is going there, he's going, oh, I'm screwed. I'm screwed. I got picked. Now I'm three steps behind. I don't really know where the ball is. I got to look back, which is going to slow me down just a little bit. Zay Jones gets to accelerate and get it. Humphrey gives up a little bit. Yes, yeah. it doesn't matter. I mean, I, you know, I know some people are going, oh, it doesn't look at the – he's not going to catch him there. That was going to be a touchdown, plain and simple. Reminds me of when the, the left fielder sees the, the ball off the bat and doesn't even right, get chased. Right, right. Yeah. Or takes two steps and it's just like, it's damn, it's out of here. It's a 450-foot home run. Right. I, okay. Right. I don't need to turn around. Right, right. I mean, Marlon Humphrey, Humphrey is a baller. He hustles. He tackles. He covers everybody. So – he was not going to make the play there either way. So that's how the week ended uh, with a great Monday night game. It's been a while, but it started on Thursday night. Yeah. Tom Brady and the Buccaneers looking terrific on offense. Yep. I want to see one play. Cool. I think we've got the 47-yard touchdown to Antonio Brown. Second quarter, late in the second quarter. A wonderful job by Brady at just kind of being a quarterback's quarterback looking off. Yep. Great strike downfield. You can take it from here. Yeah, great. I mean, great strike downfield and, you know, You'll see here. I mean, first off, this is this one's it's easy pickings for for Tom Brady. I mean, easy pickings. All right, so right off the bat, standing up again, we got this is two man, two man coverage. And when I say two man, I mean for anybody listening, it means two safeties deep, and then it's man to man underneath. Should be a really tough defense for any quarterback to attack because you basically have two center fielders right. playing the eyes of the quarterback. Exactly right. And it's not soft man and two man. It's, it's usually a rolled man. Right. They can play, the corners can play aggressive because they know they got help behind them. It's a, it's a tough one for a quarterback if a defense plays it well. Definitely, It definitely is. I mean, you have to have certain route combinations on this play because, yes, the corners can almost trail the, de- the wide receivers a lot of the times. So any type of curl route, you know, uh, in-cut, it's going to be really hard to, to get open because they're not worried about, wait, i got to get on top of this guy because he might just run a go route. They can kind of just stay in the hip pocket. Now, so you see there, you got that. You see Jalen Smith, he's going to be man-to-man on uh, Leonard Fournette. Vander Esch here, man-to-man on uh, the Gronkster, all right? And Brady right now is going, oh, wait, yeah, with this coverage, I'm probably not going to be able to throw the ball outside. All shouldn't right. be able to. Nope, he shouldn't be able to. Now, one thing he could have done, you see Gronk is separating. Gronk got inside on Van Der Esch, so he's going to be there. Yep. He didn't, for whatever reason, want to work that. I think he wanted to work. He goes, wait, Chris Godwin's really good. Yep. And he can get open against anybody. And he wants him to basically maybe get that guy in his hip pocket, give a little something, and then come across down the middle of the field. Right. And – that could be a spot you can attack in two man. And look at Tom's body right here. I mean, he's going there. He he's not looking off to Chris Godwin. He's going to throw this ball. He is staring right right over here because he wants Chris Godwin to kind of give him a little lean out, and then he's going to go back in. And I should be able to hit him for a ten or fifteen yard gain here, no problem. It's definitely one of the routes that can give this defense a little bit of a, a, an issue, especially if you got a good player in the slot like Chris Godwin is. So yes, he looks at it. We'll slow-mo it. Yeah, the DB falls. Brady doesn't care. Like, he doesn't – I don't even think he knows that the DB falls because he kind of looks away for a second. I don't think he loved it. I think what he, what he, what he realized here, and what's is interesting, and this is why he's Tom Brady and he's played a ton of football, is he goes, looks at Godwin. He doesn't love it right there. He's like, wait, he's not as open as I thought. The safety's kind of flat-footed. 
I don't know. He looks back over here for a second. I, I don't know if he's looking at the pass rush just to make sure he's got time. Maybe he was thinking of Gronk. I think he was. Maybe he was going to go, hey, I'll flip the field. Maybe I'll throw to Gronk. But I think what he realized really more than anything is, wait, this is two-man, and this safety's like right here. That doesn't make sense. He shouldn't be right there. And as you see here, right, boom, look, now the safety's here who's supposed to be out here. This guy's trailing Antonio Brown. In case he runs an out route, a comeback, they're going to stop that. But he's got a beat on, I mean, a step on the, on the DB. And, and the DB is letting him have a step because he thinks, I got somebody over the top to help me. Fine, run the go route. The safety should be there. Right. But I think because Brady stared it down so hard to Godwin here in the middle, then maybe the safety realized that Jordan Lewis fell down as well. He's going, wait, I got to help that guy out. I think he was really playing the eyes of Brady, though, ultimately. I really do. Just when I look at the play, because, look, he's going back to his deep half as we go. He sees Brady's eyes coming. Look, he starts, to, he starts to settle right away. As soon as Brady turned there, look, all of a sudden he starts getting down in the squat position. Brady looks around, whatever, but he knows, man, two men, if the safety's over there, Antonio Brown should be running by the guy for a touchdown. I believe that's Anthony Brown. He beats from Purdue. Right. And bam, easy pickings for Brady once he saw that safety make the mistake. And, of course, if he got pass protection. And, look, that's... he stole your dance move, dude. <laughs> I mean, He's... what, you guys have been working together? You saw me doing that? Damn, look at greasy hips there. Not, not even cited in the footnotes or – no credit at all. That's awesome. But if you have pass protection like that, and then, of course, you got the brains of Brady and the arm of Brady, yeah. you hang in there that's, and you make that throw. That's where my thoughts went to. As you were talking, I counted. Tom patted the ball four times. Four times. Okay, so he patted it four times. Four times, looked to his right, looked back to his left, and then went yeah. back to his right. So, I mean, if, if you're rushing four, not getting there with four, that's what can happen. Yes. And this, this term that gets thrown around a lot, Oh, he has to be able to climb the pocket. That was a great instinctive job by 100%. Tom. 100%. Climbing up just enough yes. so he could pat the ball 100 times. Right. And then throws the perfect yeah, shot Yeah, don't deep. let the outside edge guys get you. He's yeah. the master at working the pocket, so he knows, and he knows his tackles have been taught, like push these guys high and wide. Yeah. And then Tom will step up. And then, you know, what it ultimately becomes there, which is what no defense wants, and this is something I always learned from New England or Josh McDaniels when I played for him, is you don't want the quarterback to ever have seven on seven. And that became seven-on-seven, where it's just like, hey, there's no pass rush, and I can pass the ball, and, oh, touchdown, yes. I mean, you don't want seven-on-seven, and they gave him seven-on-seven there, and you don't do that to Tom Brady. It was something very much in common with the second play we showed from Los Angeles with the Rams against the Bears, where it was Stafford looking at a route about 20 yards downfield and looking at it so hard one way. Yes, safeties like multiple safeties are like oh that's where he's going that's going he's going i gotta get there right and then he had the protection to kind of reload and go exactly right the protection is the key on both of those plays the fact that you could look it off for that long wait for a longer developing post route go route whatever to get downfield is certainly the magic of that play and uh yeah that's uh, that's why that's why they're going to be tough to beat all year long because they can protect yeah and they got a lot of one-on-one matchups and, uh, yeah, the Bucks are real good. And last I heard, Brady's kind of good, too. <laughs> you got the green light and clearance for us to do this every Wednesday? Uh, we're going to do it every Wednesday, Damn, baby. Nice Damn, work. okay. We're coming around here. Yeah, we are. We're getting big time here at NBC. Yeah. For sure. No, it was awesome. I mean, uh, I think that's it, right? We got anything else we want to talk about? I'm exhausted. I was going to say, you're, you're getting up and getting down was yeah. good. I, I tried to, and Pete helped, helped us out with some graphics. So you yeah. could sit and exhale a little right. bit. There were a couple times where it was right back to standing up. I felt like I was like. Your conditioning. Yeah, I felt like. 
I was like installing an offense there for a second or like playing coach for a second. Clinicking. Yes. How's the back? Back's good. A lot better. better. Yeah, I've been getting a little help. It's really my right hip. What kind of help? Uh, Just some like rehab stuff to kind of like I'm I'm locked up. My right hip from years of – throwing and yeah. twisting into that hip is basically rotated in. Like two weeks ago, you couldn't tie your I, shoes. I couldn't dude. do anything. I can tie my shoes now. I'm sleeping without pain, so I'm like finally feeling better. But, man, yeah, I had a rough go for like two weeks. It was really annoying. How was the cowboy command? How would you feel with that? Uh, I was okay. I need a little work on that. That was yeah. like a B- minus ever. What there is, we go. What do we have here? So wet. And, okay. And everybody followed suit and just knew it was called the cowboy? An engineer uh, who worked with the Cowboys, America's team. There we go. America's Cowboy. Yep. So he worked with the Dallas Cowboys, yeah. and they were like, hey, we like the buttons here, here, and here, and do that. All right. Good job, Pete. Pete, well done. Way to go, man. Look at you. Look at all this learning everybody's doing on this podcast today. He's doing research while he's watching you, while he's you know helping me along. Yeah. No. Pete, Good show. Good show. Well Thanks done. for asking all the questions, yeah, steering the ship in the right direction, man. Yeah. You the man, Pauly B. That's it for Chris Sims Unbuttoned, presented by Under Armour. The only way is through. Tomorrow, I got the PFT PM uh, Chris Sims Unbuttoned, presented by Under Armour, collaboration, mm. picks collaboration with Forio. I don't think I picked the games all that well last year. Last week, I was one of the best. Last year, I was one of the best picking just the game straight up in all the sports media. I don't think I got off to a good start. No. I do not. How bad? I mean, let's 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 look real good here. I don't know if I was horrible against the spread. You guys do both with Mike? We do do both. Straight up and We spread. do do both. Okay. Oh, man, hold on a second. My computer's locked. Um, but uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. You know, you got me interested now. Let's go. All right. So just straight up. Yep. I picked the Bucks, but I picked them to cover. I did pick the Eagles to win. I picked the Bills to beat the Steelers. So there, I'm two and one. I did pick the Panthers to beat the Jets, three and one. You picked the Steelers to beat the Bills. You mean? I mean, no, I picked the Bills to okay, beat so the Steelers. Yeah. So I yep. lost that one. So and then the Panthers beat the Jets. So three and one. Seven and eight. Pete's telling me straight up. I did pick the Bengals to lose a close one of the Vikings, but I thought they would keep it close. But I went out on a limb and picked the Colts. I was an idiot for picking the Jaguars. I picked the Cardinals. I picked Washington football team to beat the Chargers. Yep. So that's so, the tease for tomorrow. Hey, yeah. Don't don't you know? But man, even in my bad picks, man, I know I made a lot of good points and gave a lot of good you information. You can't so, start out the season zero and two though. I'll get it. I'll you get don't it make right. the I'll write if you the. Lose both I'll write them. the ship. Don't All you right. worry. All right. Now I get to see the teams a little bit. I'll get it. Uh, now, if I could just get better at gambling, too, and maybe make some money off myself, that would be nice. Um, all right. You bet. You the man. You. See yep. you next week. You got it. All right. Everybody, be good. Be safe out there. Chris Sims on Button, presented by Under Armour. Peace out. See ya.